Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Daniel Wallace here from Nicholas and Wally, and we're here with Jason Cole. Yes, so two couple of guys with no class. Yep, couple of friends with no class. Friends with no class. So today we're gonna to be covering something we we're actually really excited to talk about. So excited. Uh, this is probably something I've been looking forward to more than anybody else. <laughs> but uh, conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theory podcast. Let's go. We're gonna talk about Fred the Ghost. At the yes. University of New Haven. Actually, there isn't Fred the Ghost's own podcast coming up. Fred the Ghost does have his own podcast. You're right. Not Sorry. Fred the Ghost is not how podcast. Yes. Fred the Ghost is a separate podcast episode. It's a spin-off series. A spin-off series. Spin-off the series. Fred the Ghost podcast. Fred the, we're just gonna leave a microphone in the hallway. Yeah, we sit. Yeah. Hey guys. Like EVP. It's like hello. We could do that. Ghost hunters episode. Fucking hysterical. So I'd laugh at that. Maxie Hall has ghosts. I remember them telling us in the tour. It's like. Yeah, it was actually an orphanage. And I'm like, oh, it was? Like, yeah, it, uh, it burned down. Yikes. I'm like, oh, that's something we wanted to tell. Yeah, it's kind of fun doing the cold. I mean, I'll just have you with podcast ghost hunting, but, like, I watch a lot of ghost yeah. hunting video things. I know all the little things you gotta have. The TV stuff. shows are funny. TV shows are funny. I, you know, like, people have, like, yes, like, like, an EVP, like, electrical thing where it's, like, so it starts, like, with, like, radio channels. It's, like, and it, like, it's, like, one word. It's, like, Carl. It's, like, you know. It's like, are you here? It's like, Carl. Yes. <laughs> Carl. I don't know, it's not Carl. Anyway. That's fantastic. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to Fred and his his whole thing. Fred, the ghost that goes by many names. I think Fred's what we're hiding. Yeah, Leroy, Leroy on the fourth floor. Leroy on the fourth floor. I got a whole, yeah. bunch, of, a whole bunch of ghosts. Yeah. Anyway. It's so conspiracy but, theories. Yeah, they were talking about conspiracy theories. And both, both of us have pulled up some yeah. conspiracy theories here on our phones. We're going to read them out. We'll discuss them. I have so, a couple of current event ones. Just like a couple of current ones. Hey, I'll well, you know, lead up with one of those and I'll go into one of mine. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so my first one, and this is going to get a lot of people to laugh at me. Uh, I looked up conspiracy theories in New Haven. Because I'm like, well, New Haven's like one of the older cities in New England. So I'm like, that'll be pretty fun. There's going to be some weird shit in New Haven, right? Mm. Um, and what I came up with was something by Alex Jones. Uh, now, if you don't know who Alex Jones is, I don't know how the fuck you wouldn't, but Alex Jones is this right-wing nut job who, like, you know, he's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. That's his thing, is he, like, goes on the radio and screams that the Republican Party's being screwed, <laughs> and he loves the, uh, loves conspiracy theories. Uh, like, the vaccine has a microchip. He's throwing it into there. Um, and apparently he was actually just here at New Haven. Um, apparently he took a tour on campus as part of his like tour of the area, um, but he went to Yale mm-hmm. for the Skull and Bones thing. Uh, now Skull and Bones, I did my little research, and I do have it on Wikipedia here, so don't quote me on this. Yeah. Uh, but Skull and Bones is known as the Order 332, or 322 uh, at Yale. Yale is like the big brother of New England, it's mm-hmm. the school we're, <laughs> we're in the shadow of pretty mm-hmm. much. But Skull and Bones is like a secret society on Yale's campus, which uh, it's been there since they opened. Uh, and Alex Jones squares, squares, swears to God that it, uh, they created, helped create the CIA. Um, and then the reason I'm like, you know, like, high elitists. Uh, and I just can't understand that. Like, I'm sorry. They created the CIA? I feel like if, like, if there's documentation they create, and he says in an interview with the New Haven Inquirer that, uh, it's on document. Well, if it's undocumented, why have I never heard of it? And why is it not a thing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I look up Skull and Bones, and I don't see anything about CIA. I see stuff about 
with the Russell Trust Association, the World Bank, obviously Yale and New Haven Universities, uh, the Phi Beta Kappa, Colloquian Society, Winoa Brothers in Italy. I mean, all these like actual organizations. Yeah. But nothing about the CIA. And if it's documented, I you know you can find the evidence. You can find a picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely a interesting thought. I guess yeah. it's dumb. If you ask me. Yeah. I mean, the CIA. You, they help them. The CIA. Bro, what? Some, seems like a, a weird, weird draw, weird uh, line to draw. Right. Why Yale? Yeah. What did Yale have to do with this? I'm sorry. No idea. I mean, Yale's like literally one of the most prestigious universities in the world. Yeah. And you're like, they created this area. Dun dun dun. What? I'm sorry. I just don't have like any tolerance for these people. I'm about to say that's uh, false. Uh, 100%. I mean, I mean, yeah, you want to take a stand on each, on each, take a stand on what we think for each of these conspiracy yes. theories? Yeah. that. Yeah, so that's false. I would like to say that, that is officially debunked. Yeah. Okay, so I, my honest to God thought, right here, right now, and this can go on the record, the CIA was, and I don't know if this is true, so hear me out, this mm -hmm. might be a conspiracy theory, created by the government. Whoa. Uh, right. I think the what CIA was formed by the government. Tinfoil hat guy over here. Uh, exactly, dude. I saw an alien yesterday. Oh, bro. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, I'm telling you, I swear to God. Uh, I don't know what Alex Jones thinks he's getting from this, but that's my first take. That uh, I thought that was pretty funny to start off with. Is like, yeah, some crackheads that are pissed drunk at Yale right now decided. First of all, Yale's a big party school. Oh yeah. Compared to New Haven, huge party school. Mm -hmm. We don't have many parties here. They get wasted all the time, and the fact is, is they're getting a much better degree for it than we are. Yeah. I, and we're paying three times what they are. <laughs> uh, Alex Jones, confirmed crackhead. Conspiracy one, Jason, right. you're up. All right, mine's a bit of a bit of a mystery conspiracy theory. Have you ever heard of a DB Cooper and his story? I've heard the name. Heard the name. All right, this is this is gonna be a fun thing. I got a little thing to read here. Once again, I have I've heard this story from many sources before. I currently have pulled up on the Wikipedia page, but I skimmed it before we started, and it looks pretty accurate. Why? Mm -hmm. That they like you know deviate. Like I flew away on a unicorn. I don't see any of that yet. But right into that, I'll uh, make a note of it. So um, got a, a guy gets on a plane in the 70s, 1971, actually. Okay. Um, and, um, got, so, he, he hijacked a Boeing 727 aircraft, United States airspace between Portland and Seattle in the afternoon of November the 24th, 1971. Um, and, well, I'll just read you the story. It's actually pretty interesting. Hope you'll enjoy this. So, on Thanksgiving Eve, November the 24th, 1971, okay. a middle-aged man carrying a black attache case, a gold briefcase, approached the flight calendar of Northwest Orient Airlines at Portland International Airport. He identified himself as Dan Cooper and used cash to purchase a one-way ticket on flight 305, a 30-minute uh, trip north to Seattle. Normal okay. stuff so far. Sure. Cooper boarded the aircraft, a Boeing 727-100, and says the FAA registration, that's not relevant right here, um, sat in seat 18C, or 18E on one account, 15D on another, so uh, I don't know if you would. Anyway. I ordered a drink, he ordered a bourbon and a soda. What a guy. <laughs> Stand up guy. Yeah. Eyewitness <laughs> described the man in his mid-40s wearing a business suit and a black tie and a white shirt. This is the artist rendering that I can show to Wally because we're sitting here in person, but I cannot show you guys that it's virtual. Uh, it's an audio thing, but this is what the guy is mentioned. the guy like. that sells pens. Yeah, the pen guy. Is pretty, his name is Dan. Dan. What is Dan? Do we know what Dan did for work? 
We know what Dan did for it. We know who Dan is. We assume his name is DB Dan Cooper. Yeah. Or the way, wrote, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the way he wrote it down, look, it said DB. So oh, yeah. it's a weird thing there. His entire career was just flying from Portland to Seattle back and forth. <laughs> was his entire got life. Right. He's got a suit, got briefcase. Right, exactly. Oh, wait. Well, you got to see a little, something else he did with his job, too, in a second. Here we go. All right, Flight 305, approximately one third full, departed from Portland on schedule. Show up, take off. DB uh, Cooper, he handed a note to Florence. Uh, well, uh, the um, to Florence, we'll go off uh, Schaffner. I'm reading other things. Sure. She's a flight attendant. So she waited nearest to him in uh, the seat next to the aft stand door. Um, now this lady, she assumed um, that the note contained uh, the lonely businessman's phone number and dropped it unopened into her purse. And Cooper leaned over to her and whispered, "This is a quote. It says, uh, Miss, you better look at that note. I have a bomb. Has a bomb. A bomb.'" Like explosive, like Kabooey bomb. Yeah, Kabooey bomb. But okay. I find it kind of funny that he was like, hey, hey whoa, okay, here you go. All right, here you go. A little stealth move there. It's like, oh, wait, oh, you can open it. Hey, 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 I, I got a bomb. Like, you... <laughs> oh, whoa, okay. It's like, they got the secrecy on that one. It's like, I think he just hands her a note. It's like, thanks. He sticks it in her bag. All right, well, the, uh, the note was printed on a neat, in neat all capital letters with a felt tip pen. So he does sell pens. Apparently he does. He must sell a pen. The exact wording is unknown because Cooper later reclaimed it. He took the note back. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it. Yeah, so uh, she later recalled that I had mentioned the bomb and directed her to sit in the seat beside Cooper. Okay. She did as requested, and they and then silently asked to see the bomb. Cooper showed the briefcase, uh, long enough for her to glimpse at uh, eight red cylinders. So it's like a classic cartoon dynamite bomb. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, for the top. A four on top of four, so it's like a, like a, like a, like yeah, like a cartoon bomb. Yeah. Attached to wires coated with red insulation and a large cylindrical battery. It's a video game bomb. This is literally something in a donkey car. Yeah, yeah, but this is real. This is a thing. After closing the briefcase, he stated his demands. He wanted two hundred thousand dollars in um, American currency, you know, good American currency, right. four parachutes, two primary and one reserve, and a fuel truck standing by in Seattle to refuel the aircraft on arrival. Yeah. This guy's got it all planned out. Um, so the flight attendant conveyed Cooper's instructions to the pilots in the cockpit, and when she returned, Cooper was wearing dark sunglasses, which I showed that the picture there. So he was right. not wearing the sunglasses in the beginning, he put them on in probably like a really cool like action movie sequence yeah. puts on his sunglasses. Yep, I did the math. Uh, $200,000 in 1971 is roughly $1.3, billion dollars. A million dollars. Oh, it's like a billion dollars. I'm going to say, wow. Inflation. Wow, that's a lot of inflation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah $1.3 million. Wow, big bucks. 50 years ago this year. Well, anyway, continue. Yeah, we'll have to, have to you know, do a podcast <laughs> on the 24th. I guess if anything, we, we have to be home. But never mind. Right, right. We're going to do it. Yeah. We'll do it beforehand. And we'll like, like, hey, yeah, it's his birthday. Hey, happy, happy <laughs> hijacking. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> like, so a t shirt like that? Happy hijacking. Hijacking. The captain, William A. Scott, contacted Seattle Tacoma Airport Traffic Control, so the airport they're going to, uh, which informed the local federal authorities. The 35 other pa- there's people on the other people on this plane. Uh, the, f- the 35 other passengers were told that their um, arrival in Seattle would be delayed because of a minor technical, di- minor mechanical difficulty. Okay. Northwest Orient's president uh, uh, authorized payments for the ransom and ordered all employees to cooperate fully with the hijackers' demands. Mm-hmm. The aircraft uh, circled Puget Sound for approximately two hours to allow Seattle Police FBI sufficient time to assemble Cooper's parachutes and ransom money and mobilize emergency personnel. Flight attendant, another flight attendant recalled that Cooper uh, apparently uh, appeared, appeared familiar with the local terrain. At one point, he remarked, looks like Tacoma down there, as the aircraft flew above it. 
He also um, correctly mentioned uh, an Air Force base that was 20, 20 minute drive at time from Seattle to Goma Airport. Okay. All right, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit here because this just seems like it's just ridiculous information. All right, 5.24 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Cooper is informed that his demands have been met and at 5.39, more than an hour after sunset, the aircraft landed in Seattle Tacoma Airport. All right, so then he, uh, Cooper talks to the, the pilots Mm -hmm. Um, and outlined the flight plan that he wants to fly southeast course toward Mexico City at the minimum airspeed possible without stalling the aircraft. So they've landed. They're refueling the aircraft at his demands. And he wants to take off toward Mexico City as as slowly as possible. As literally as slow as the airplane will fly without stalling. They're in Seattle. They're in in Seattle-Tacoma Airport, yes. Yes, and now he wants to go to New Mexico. Yeah, Seattle Tacoma Airport. It's above what? Um, yeah, Seattle Tacoma. So it's like I think that's. What the hell's in New Mexico? He wants to fly. He wants to. He wants to set a course toward Mexico City. He further specified the land gear remained deployed at takeoff and landing position, and the wing flaps be lowered 15 degrees. So he seems to know a lot about this plane too. Right. Pretty informed. That's interesting. Um. All right. Let's see. At approximately 7.40 p.m., Boeing 727 took off with only Cooper, Captain Scott, and the flight attendant, one of the flight attendants, first, one of the first officers, and the flight attendant, the flight, flight engineer on board. So, like, minimal, minimal yeah. crew. Literally. All right? Um, they were tailed by two um, F-1, F-1, you know, um, two fighter jets. Essentially, sure. they were tailed. Maybe said F-150? Uh, yeah, they're, they're actually, <laughs> just, just two pickup trucks on the ground. F-106. <laughs> um, F-106. I, huh. Yeah, I know. Interesting. Um, also shuttled the 1027 before running low on fuel and turning so that they, um, that another plane was there and it, and it went back. Um, there's a lot more information here that's not relevant to my, my conspiracy theories, so I'm just going through it. Um, let's see. Alright, so basically, I'm going to deviate from what's written here because I know the rest of the story. I was just trying to read it out so I get my things straight. Right. They take off to Mexico City. Get to a certain point, Cooper opens the door of the plane jumps out of his ransom money and is never seen again. You're kidding. Yeah. So he gets he has his whole thing, he has parachutes on, got four, you know, two regular two regular parachutes, two reserve, gets all his stuff together, and jumps out of this plane and you know, goes off into the night. And they never hear from this guy again. The only thing they ever found of evidence was bills, twenty dollar bills that were in a river and they like washed up. Like some guy was like fishing. And it's like, oh look a twenty. And it's like, you know, tore it up. And it had the markings of like Something that, you know, maybe believe that he, like, had, like, jumped out of the plane and made his bag open up a little bit and it went, like, Chuck E. Cheese and all the money fell yeah. out. Um, and so, um, so all the found was a few of the bills that may have fallen out of his, his bag when he was jumping out of the plane, but he has never heard from again. And there are people... Because he jumped out of a fucking plane? Yeah. There are people, <laughs> there are people on their deathbeds who have said, oh, yeah, I'm dying, but I was D.B. Cooper. Most people have done that, so like, there's no definitive. Be like, oh yeah, it was this guy right here. So there's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, it was me, and they die. Right. Um, people definitely do that just to like be a dick. Yeah. Like, one guy was definitely telling the truth. Yeah. But the real person definitely was like, yeah, this was me. And there was definitely some dick from like friggin' Nebraska who's like, oh, I was, and dies. And up in heaven right now, he's probably sitting there, he's like, ah, shitheads. <laughs> the reason I'm talking about it. Yeah. For the reason we're talking about it. Who would do such a fucking thing? That's yeah. Awful. So what do you think about that? What, 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 do you, what, what do you think happened to him? What do you think happened to him? Yeah. 
I think the guy fucking died. Who jumps out of a plane and lives without a parachute? Got, he has parachutes. He, he has, has parachutes. Four, he has four parachutes. Oh. He has two okay. regular parachutes and two reserves in case his two parachutes fail. Okay. The guy's so, very prepared. I didn't know he had a parachute. Oh, he has, yeah, he has four parachutes. So wait a minute, this guy had a fucking parachute and not anybody saw him falling out of the sky? It was it was getting dark. It was like it was like eight o'clock at night. It's a parachute. The guy's parachute. Not, he tries his free ball and it had 40,000 so. feet. So I, you, you're telling me that this FAA and the government and like all this shit, the secret skull bone from Yale, yeah. none of these people were able to track a man in a parachute in the sky. It's the 70s. It's not yeah. 1912. We have the technology in the people 70s. Have, people have seen the guy. We have like an eye. We have eyewitness account. We've we, seen the guy. We have an artist rendering of the guy. Yeah, there are pictures of him, apparently. Yeah. Are you serious? I mean, you got, yeah, you got the drawings. I mean, yeah, yeah right. not picture, picture. But yeah, picture, yeah, draw, yeah. But it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting how he just kind of like, it's like, all right, thanks. Yeah, and like, out of the plane. multiple people have seen those drawings. Like that's the yeah. guy. People who were on the plane. Yeah. So like, what? But he's never heard from again. That's guy, bullshit. This guy's gone. Yeah. Somebody knows something. They, well, fifty years ago, somebody knew something he didn't say. Anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's got kind of like on someone. I don't know exactly like how these things work, but like someone's tax return's got to be like, wait, how much money do you have? Oh, I have. X amount of dollars. How much money do you have? Oh, I have X amount of dollars plus an extra two hundred thousand yeah, dollars. I have an extra one point three million dollars. Hey, where'd that come from? Because who fucking knows? It came yeah. out of an airplane. Oh what? yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I invested. I got some money from the airline. I, right. I, I invested, invested in Boeing. Yeah, I invested in Boeing. Yeah. You know. Which I guess you did in some aspect. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> can really say that. I picked. I decided to take a Boeing plane. I'm like, y'all, oh, yeah. out of that. Why well, you guys rich? Oh my dear. <laughs> My uh, my grandfather was a, it was affiliated with uh, was affiliated with Boeing. Yeah, the, yeah, he, they, he sure did a lot yeah, of work with they, Boeing in the seventies. He was one of those uh, the paratroopers for the military. Yeah, my, my, Maybe uh, that's what he was. Actually, hey. think about that. Yeah, because who just jumps out of a plane and has like the four parachutes? I mean, he knows. I mean, he knows. Like, okay, like two par- you know, like two parachutes. And then, oh, but we have reserve parachutes. He seems to know like. Hey, this is how slow you can fly this. You know, please fly this airplane as slow as possible with the flaps at a certain level, because that'll keep the plane in the air, right, like drag right. and stuff. He had to be in the air force or something. Yeah, had to be. And I yeah. can't say like he's like espionage shit. Like he wasn't CIA or hungry or anything like that. Not yeah. like hungry like food, but like from hungry. Yeah, uh, he wasn't from like one of those. They're Chinese or anything like that. Because he didn't want intelligence. You know, yeah. he didn't have a target. He just wanted money, and then he jumped out of a plane. Wanted the money, and for whatever reason, Mexico City of all things. Probably because he just wanted to get away with it. Yeah. But that's fucking weird. Uh, D.B. Cooper? Yeah. And nobody, like, ever bothered to, like, run him through any, like, military records or anything? They had to. That had to be a thing. I think they had to try. Um, had to be a thing. Because you don't just, like... I don't know. You can't just be like, yeah, let me, like, jump out of a fucking plane and nobody ever find me. People... I'm gonna be honest with you. There has to be, like, some guy... In this government, somewhere. Wait, hold up. This is interesting. Has to be. Hold up. Wait, wait this is interesting. I, I saw in like the aftermath section. Okay. And it says that due to multiple copycat hijackings in 1972, the FAA required all Boeing 727 aircraft to fit with this device, layer dubbed the Cooper Vane, that pretend that prevents lowering of all aft air stick. You can't open the door, basically. Really? During flight. As a, as a direct result of the hijacking, insulation of peepholes were mandated in all cockpit doors. Really? And this enables the crew of the cockpit to observe passengers without opening the cockpit door. So because there were so many people who tried to... Do, who knows, maybe it was D.B. Cooper. But, like, because there were all these people who did this hijacking, they 
it's now impossible to open the door and move forward. Kind of fail. No, I, 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 I want to look a little more this Cooper Vane thing. It's like one picture and it shows a picture of it. Really? I want to look at, like, um, I want to look a little more in depth. I'm going to look up to Cooper Vane? Yeah. Like Vane is V-I-V-A-N-E. Cooper Vane, sometimes called the Dan Cooper switch, or the DB Cooper device, is a mechanical aerodynamic wedge that prevents the ventral, so the air, the air stair. Yeah. Which I think is part of the, oh! Oh, yeah, yeah, so, so, so it's a smaller plane, so it has a door that has stairs on it. It's like, so, okay. Yeah. So, that makes sense. I, I just want to double check, I'm like, air stair, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, it prevents the air stair um, from being lowered in flight. Okay. And it's like in the back of the aircraft. Sure. In the United States, following three high dock in 1972, the Federal Aviation Administration said that all the planes should be fitted with this. device was named the Unidentified Plane Hijack DB Cooper. It's a cute, not a cute little picture, but there's a little animation here. Yeah. Oh, of, look of, at of what it, of what it, and what the point of it is. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the it's guy kind of hops out the back. <laughs> they got a little door to make sure that doesn't happen anywhere. So, like, they basically they put things in place to, um, to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Just kind of interesting to look at. That's crazy. Could you imagine that? I don't know if that actually happened, though. Well, it definitely actually happened. Because there has to be, like... You don't just scramble the military. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that definitely... I don't know if it happened. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if this is, like, a made-up story. But I want to see if, like, the government's ever confirmed this. Oh, wait, yeah. This is, this is, um, not what you just said, but, like, yeah. 1971... Between 1971 and 2016... The FBI processed over a thousand serious subjects, including assorted publicity seekers and deathbed confessors. Right. Some notable examples were Kenneth, oh, Kenneth Peter Christensen, in 2003, Minnesota resident, uh, Lyle Christensen, watched a television documentary about Cooper's hijacking and became convinced that his late brother Kenneth was Cooper. After repeated futile attempts to convince the first, convince first the FBI and then the author and director of the film. Um, he can he contacted a private investigator in New York City in 2010. The detective uh, published a book postulating that Christensen was the hijacker. The following of the episode of history series, um, a, a show also summarized some essential evidence linking Christensen with the Cooper case. Yeah, we'll go to the bottom of this and see why they say no. So, by the publicity generated from the book, the 2011 TV documentary, the FBI is standing by his position that Christensen cannot be considered the prime suspect. It cites the poor match of eyewitness physical descriptions and a level of hijacking, a level of skydiving experience above that predicted of their suspect profile and the absence of direct incriminating evidence. Okay, but like there's resounding evidence that, um, oh, I just really lost my train of thought. There's like resounding evidence that eyewitness testimony is incredibly unreliable. Yeah. There's like, Millions and millions and millions of documents. I mean, you can find it. Excuse me. You can find it anywhere. I mean, I'm convinced that uh, eyewitness evidence is almost useless. I mean, you can talk to any cop in America. They should do that in your friggin' criminal justice class. Eyewitness events or eyewitness testimony is useless. For some reason, it's so convincing to people, but like, it's not. It doesn't work. I mean, people mm -hmm. like, misremember things every second. Yeah. So. Oh! Can't be. Can't be. Man, I'm, I'm looking at this guy here. Also, his brother? I wonder what, like, he promotes him to think about that. That's interesting. I'm just going for this. 
a lot of the ones like down below like show like a, a picture it's not we can keep moving i, I think yeah. i took up my time slot but like a lot of them show like like the irish veteran next to an actual person right look, look at this guy look at this guy right here this guy's nice too. look at this guy right here oh he's identical what richard mccoy jr i'll make this the last guy i'm talking about richard mccoy jr was an army veteran okay. who served two tours in vietnam Okay. First a demolition expert, and later in the, um, the Green Berets as a helicopter pilot. So you would know. Okay. After his military service, he became a warrant officer at the Utah National Guard, an avid recreational skydiver. With aspirations to head to become a Utah, a, 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 I cannot speak. Utah okay. State Trooper. Okay. Um. In night on April seven on April seven nineteen seventy two, McCoy staged the best known so called copycat hijacking. So he, he did one of the copycat ones. Okay. He brought United Airlines Flight 855, the same model of aircraft, sure. in Denver, Colorado, and, brand, what, and brandished what later proved to be a paperweight resembling a hand grenade and an unloaded gun. Um, he demanded four parachutes and $500,000. After delivery of the money of the parachute to San Francisco International okay. Airport, McCoy ordered the aircraft back into the sky and bailed out over Provo, Utah. Um, leaving behind his handwritten hijacking instructions and his fingerprints on a magazine he had been reading. Really? He was arrested with a ransom cash in his possession. After a trial and unknown conviction, he received a 35-year sentence. Two years later, he escaped from jail uh, with several accomplices by crashing a garbage truck through the main gate. Fuck that. That's tracked, not real. Tracked down three months later in Virginia Beach. McCoy was killed by in a, in a shootout with FBI agents. There's no way that fucking happened. Although there is no reasonable doubt that McCoy committed the Denver hijacking, the FBI does not consider him a suspect in the Cooper case because of the mismatches in age and description. A level of skydiving skill well above that thought to be possessed by the hijacker, a credible evidence that McCoy was in Las Vegas the day of the Portland hijacking, and at home in Utah the day after, after having Thanksgiving dinner with his family. You're fucking lying. Um, so I firmly believe that, like, just because the, we're not finding who the fuck the guy was. Yeah. Like, he didn't... No, he murdered him. Okay? It's not like we found the dead body, like, oh shit, now it's worth back. Mm -hmm. We have it on record! Yeah. Every single thing happened is, like, documented. We know what happened and how we did it, right? And obviously the guy was military. Yeah. So, look at Air Force guys, look at paratroopers, look at, fuck, look at guys who work at Walmart in the skydiving section. I mean, literally, we know who the guy well, was. Well, you guys are the, the Walmart skydiving section? I, I'm just saying, I, the guy could have been practicing with shopping bags on his roof, you know what I mean? Like, it's possible. I'm, I'm just like, come on. We yeah. know who he was, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, we don't know how to find him. Yeah. Maybe Demon Cooper was his real fucking name. It's, it's possible. It's Alright, ready? Alright. Then find something else. Okay, now this is pissing me off. Yeah, alright, yeah. So let's do one more. I'm going to get you two off here. Um, there's a girl on our friend group named Kate. Kate didn't want to come on the show, but we're going to give her a little shout out. Um, and she said, it brought up something where she was from a couple weeks ago, um, her hometown, and it clicked because I had heard it before. Mm -hmm. um, now, first off, there's going to be an episode in a few weeks about how New Jersey is a terrible state. It might not even be a real state. And Hoboken's not real. Um, so... Clinton Road, New Jersey, in oh. Milford, New Jersey. Uh, that tripped me up. So I remember watching the YouTube videos. Oh my god, it's so haunted. Oh my god. Guys, uh, it's a hundred. 
I, yeah, I've seen videos where it's like, guys, we're driving down this road. Right. It, it, gets, it is so long that you cannot do it on a full tank of gas. Right, exactly. It's, it's like, it's I like, looked it up. Yeah. How long it is? How long is it? Ten miles. Ten miles, yeah. So you cannot do it on a full tank of gas. Well, I don't know what kind of car you drive. You only yeah. get ten miles before you fill up again. Yeah, it's Fuck. like phantom, phantom trucks. Right. And then, you know, it's like, this is like one video. And like, another video is like, all right, guys, we're going to drive it live. And it's done. Right. And this, and then in the same video where they're like, it's, guys, it's, it's, it's a hundred, it's a million miles long and stuff. They send it like, guys, we gotta, we gotta stand up the drone. Yeah. Set up the drone. It's just the middle of, it's like, it was like winter. So they, all the trees are bare. It's like, all right, guys, in the middle of the woods. Right. And it's like, oh no, our drone is glitching. Guys, we're losing, we're losing control. I'm like, that is the, that's that is negative 20. Well, no, 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 no. no New Jersey. As a communications major and a video editor, I know fake static when I see it. Right. They just spun the drone around. They're like, oh guys, the drone's going down. And so they're like, you know, <laughs> controlling it. Right. It was ridiculous. Bullshit. I know. That's crazy. I um. So I remember watching YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. like these guys are going, oh, I'm going to follow these crazy dump trucks in the woods. Oh my god, yay. You get this guy who like, drives around in his Prius. Uh, he's like, driving, oh my god. Oh no, it took a right turn. Another right turn. And I felt like I was listening to a NASCAR race. Right turn. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, and they like follow these like DPW trucks. Into a DPW plane. Oh my god, it's a puddle of another but No, dude, he's salt in the fucking roads. It's New Jersey. It's cold as shit. Yeah. Um, like, what the hell? Um, so I pulled the thing from the Daily News, okay? Um, and one quote goes, It's a dark highway that leads into in people's innermost fears. Uh, Mark Morgan, who is a publisher from the New York, Jersey, New York, New Jersey magazine, subs up the Clinton Road to a stretch of roughly 55 miles through northwest New York City. Uh, it starts in New York City and goes straight down over the Georgia Bridge and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and it goes on for a while and it gives you like, oh my god, it goes on 10, ten mile stretch of road through Clinton, New Jersey and whatever. Uh, Clinton Road and Milford, New Jersey. And, and you know all these stories. Um, so there are these... Uh, I'm reading the fastest social security ad. Do you know my social security number was apparently now just stolen? No. Oh. this ad? Yeah. Oh, no. Apparently... Contact the Social Security Administration today for a three thousand seven hundred eight dollar home stimulus check. Wow! Would you like three thousand seven hundred eight dollars, That sounds actually real. Sure. Oh wait, you want my Social Security number and home right. address? Can I just tell? Can I just give it to them on the podcast? Uh, which is share Social Security. Well, my Social Security number is two 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 one one two um, zero. Fuck off. Um, yeah, no. So I don't know. I I'm a huge believer in the paranormal. I really am. I have stories. Um, I, I run my own business, okay? I run my family business. And I have stories that, when we talk about Fit the Ghost, I'll tell you a few stories. Uh, and I have some things that, like, you definitely will, people will stop listening to this podcast for, like, some reasons. But I, I firmly believe, I like to believe in that shit. So, for me, when I read it, I'm like, oh, cool. This is something that's pretty interesting to me. Um, I would like to, like, read more about it. And you read more about it, you need these guys who are like, yeah, my wife, like, her dog got stolen out of the backseat of the car on the what? On the hot? Do you stay on the highway? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. I turned around and my daughter was gone. My daughter was gone. She was in the road. Like I don't believe this shit. Like there's a difference between paranormal, like being like, oh fuck, there's a ghost. Like oh no, something like walk by and you can't explain it. That's fine. I get that, right? I don't get that about like how. Oh no, there's a handprint in my car. My car is getting pushed down the road. That's because you're a fucking hill. Yeah. It's nothing to do with the ghost. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I remember Kate telling us that like, this is the only thing her town's known for. And I looked it up and I think there's a mall there, so she's not wrong. There's nothing else there. Yeah. Um, but you look at these stories, and apparently there are some interesting stories. There's like 
like where it runs through like an old Indian tribe. Like there's an Indian reservation like in yeah. the area. Okay, well that might make sense. Sure, that might be different, but not haunted. Right? Oh, yeah, I got something else on that. Right, so people die. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah, yeah. so yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Don't, yeah, that. And I'd also knock on those like occasionally like a little like um historical things like it's like a like a like a uh, furnace of sorts somebody was on Clinton Road like I a, saw that yeah yep. so there's like a historical sign you pull over and you go check it out yeah I, I I'm with that I, I enjoy going we and seeing those in things. Stoughton we do we do you're yeah. from a couple towns over I'm from yeah. Stoughton which is a small town outside of Boston we have one of those in the friggin woods you know what they're called what? they're literally called roadside furnaces you know they were they were used yep English do you know yep. I speak English I'm not a communications major major you couldn't tell um you know what they were used for what. In the 1800s, they used to put stoke fires into them in the winter, so horses could walk up to them and heat up. They literally looked giant like kettle, like kettles, yeah, giant yeah, like yeah, furnace, yeah. like pizza ovens, on yeah. the side of a road. And we have them not everywhere, but we have a couple of them. We have one in the woods and one in the road. Um, and it's been on these dirt paths before they were paved straight. People would literally take their horses and ox and cattle and get them warmed up, warmed up in the winter, mm-hmm. and they'd plow the street or they ca- carry whatever they carry. Yeah. That's a that's a real thing. Yeah, I, 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 and I like that kind of history and stuff. Right, you see that. So what I was getting to is like that video I talked about. You know, oh my god, our drones going down, right? Yeah. But like, guys, we're here today because we're looking for this guy who haunts the road. Yeah. Also, let me know this is like broad daylight. Like recording this video. Right. Exactly. Right? Like, guys, looking for this cars car, passing. Guy, by. Yeah, cars passing by. Like, guys, yeah. there's no cars out here. Like, five cars pass in the next. Yeah. Sense, right. It's like you guys are out here looking for this guy to show like a little like picture superimposed on the thing, right? <laughs> it's actually some dude that just took a picture of Walgreens. Well, no, 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 actually, no. <laughs> I like the screenshot thing, right? Like, I, yeah. cool. It's like, you know, like, you have this picture here, he doesn't get seen very often, but it's like a crystal clear 4K picture, all right? Of all right, yeah, it's, it's great. And then later on, right, they're flying the drone. It's like this guy, and it's like, oh, he lives underneath this bridge, right? Yeah. So they're like, let's, let's fly the drone down to the bridge. They fly the drone down to the bridge, right? They're like, guys, guys, is that him right there? They go out like, of the wild, and the guy's like, it's obviously a guy in like a spirit of Halloween, Halloween mask. Right. The funniest thing is that you can see it at, like as they poster approach the drone, the yeah. exact moment it took the screenshot from to make that poster ah. out of the thing. Yeah, they got the exact it's the exact same thing, like, oh guys, guys, he's coming out with he's throwing a rock at the drone. Like, oh, look at that. He's throwing a what guys, whoa, guys, this is really scary. Like, 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 like those YouTubers who are like catering to like eight year olds, like guys, this is really scary, we're terrified of guys, what are we gonna do? It's like, oh, we got, we got, got a drone back. What are you guys going to do? And then like, they drive, and they're like, oh, guys, we're going to drive down and go get the drones. They drive down the, drive down the road, and the guy's like in the middle of the road. They're like, guys, there's the guy right there. They, they, stop, they stop in the middle of the road. They're like, guys, let's hope he doesn't see us. And it's like, yeah, that, you know, the car. Yeah. You know, it's not like he can't see a car. Yeah. yeah. Car, like you're, like you're talking, like, guys. You can obviously hear you say, like, guys, you got to make sure we're not going to yeah, exactly. watch out. Guys, he's coming toward the beat. You know, whatever it was. I, I will show you the clip after this podcast. That's actually I'll, I'll show you because it's hilarious. They just get way too into it. Yeah, they get way too into it. They're like, guys, he's going up into the woods. Guys, he's going. like, okay, let's get out of the truck and follow him. Oh, God, park the truck. All right, park. Okay, truck's parked. Park. Right. All right, and then get out. They're <laughs> like, like, the like, guys, yeah. he's gone. There's no leaves on any of these trees. We sent up the drone. We cannot see him. He is gone. It's like, all right. So it's fucking 400 miles of forest in the middle well, no, of nowhere. No, 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 because obviously it's just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just like their friend. Obviously it's fake. Who's yeah, like gone and sat back in the truck in the cut in the video. What the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, I'll show you the clip after this. Sad, All right. I can see the guys at the goes, Shh, I'm bored. I can hear him yelling. Bro, like, they told me to be here like 10 minutes ago. Like, what am I? Still out there? Oh, shoot, there's the drone. What's up? Hey, uh, 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 fuck. <laughs> no. uh, you know what the other thing was? Um, the Clinton Road, uh, we have that. In, I don't know if you've heard about the Route 44 ghost, have you? In uh, Boston? Not really, no. Uh, do you know where Middleborough is? I do. do you live, 
pretty close to I, Yeah, close enough, yeah. Um, so Middleborough is like this you know, huge farm town in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's kind of in between the two cities. Uh, and they call it a lay town. So it's like right off the highway, Route 44 goes that way. Yeah, friendlies thing. Uh, there's the last friendlies in New uh, that area, yeah. It's good, good friendlies. South of, south of Boston, I don't think there's any more friendlies. There's one in the Cape. There's one, actually. One in Yarmouth. Um, friendlies, solid restaurant, go ahead. Sorry. Solid restaurant, nacho approves. We have a nacho approves at 156. <laughs> uh, <laughs> without nacho being in the room. Um, there's no approved. Just We just know nacho would approve yeah. friendlies. Um, yeah, so they, they say the same thing. You can find stories on it, actually. Um, about, like, you know, apparently there's a lumberjack. That is a big logging area. Interesting. I didn't know that. I found that out, you know, by doing my research. But apparently there's a, this, like, lumberjack who, like, hitchhikes on the side of the road, wears flannel, boots, the whole nine yards, kind of looks like me, apparently. <laughs> uh, like, hitchhike, <laughs> hitchhikes on the side of the road with a thumb and everything. And he gets in the car, he doesn't say anything, just sits in the back and stares in the mirror. So I'm like, wow, well, that's a little cryptic. And, you know, I Google it, right? I think, I forget what I saw it on. Um, turns out this is pretty well documented, actually. Um, so it was like on Discovery Channel. Um, you ever hear the Dover Demon? I think so. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, this is Massachusetts conspiracy stuff now. Mm -hmm. um, the whole Bridgewater Triangle and all that. Um, we should have talked about the Bridgewater Triangle. But either way, so the guy like gets in the back and apparently like looks in the mirror, in the mirror. And, first off, who stops for a hitchhiker? I don't know. Yeah. People from Boston can be able to stop for hitchhikers. Yeah. We usually throw shit at the hit hitchhikers. I drive by and throw coffee cups at people walking on the side of the road. Just for the fun of it. Just because it's funny. Absolutely. Do I actually... Audience. Audience. The it's audience. Fine. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Peanut gallery. Keep going. Peanut gallery. This is why we don't film in front of a live studio audience. Um, yeah, so it's like a... I thought that was fucking dumb. But apparently it's pretty well documented. People really believe that. Um, I forget where I saw that. But the bridge is part of the Bridgewater Triangle, mm -hmm. uh, and you being from Norton, yeah. obviously know all about the Bridgewater Triangle. Oh yeah, uh, I think I, I actually may, maybe not actually. I, do you guys I, know about the Bridgewater Triangle? Jackie Hare, do you know about the Bridgewater Triangle? Oh, hey, have, oh, I think we should just like get a bunch of things written down for this, make it its whole thing. We just took a few podcasts off the list. We got we got to make up the spot. Right. I think so. I think we can do paranormal conspiracy paranormal conspiracy theory hybrid episode. Yes. Bridgewater Triangle. Bridgewater Triangle in the next one? Bridgewater Triangle in the next one. Okay, yeah, we'll so then that. Conspiracy Theory. Yeah, right, so actually, hey, it's actually kind of cool, because I mean, the way we're kind of releasing these is Conspiracy Theory, Ghosts, yep. Conspiracy Theory, Ghosts. That's true. That is not even the focus of this podcast. No. In fact, that's not even, like, this is literally us just killing free time. And now we're talking about ghosts and weird shit from Boston. That Tune in about. next week for Fred, a comprehensive analysis. Fred, <laughs> the breakdown of Fred the Ghost and the Knox. What is he really saying when he says, uh, the Dover Demon, uh, which is from Dover, Massachusetts, um, is uh, Dover is this little farm town. There's really nothing there. Um, and it's actually kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's not really mm -hmm. near anything. Um, the Dover Demon is this, like, suspected, like, honest to God, the way I can best describe it without putting a picture out there is take a watermelon, bleach it gray, and put legs on it. This is pretty much the Dover Demon. Um, and it, believe it or not, people think this shit's real. Because, like, every few years you do hear about it. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever heard of this before? I don't think so, actually. So, the Dover Demon, uh, I'm going to, like, look up the story for you. But sure. I do remember seeing, because, like, when I was a little kid... You know, make like, this our closing story right here. This will be our closing story, because it'll take a second. Yeah. Uh, the Dover Demon. Do you remember when we were kids and everybody like, goes to that phase? Like, we got those are real. Remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Um, 
Oh, apparently there's a movie about the Dilbert Demon. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's got a 9 out of 10 on it. Not a, on IMDb, it has a 9 out of 10 rating. Interesting. Which is interesting. It came out in 2017. Uh, I can't find anything else about it. Apparently it was made by Romeo Ortiz, um, which actually I know the name. The guy's from Brockton. Um, fun fact. So, Dover Demon uh, is this weird, like, reported creature that originally came out in the 70s. Uh, and uh, people thought it was a dog. So, for the people that are in the room, I'll show you the picture. This is the Dover Demon. <laughs> I know. It looks like, like the original version of a Squishmallow. Oh my. And, like, it was just a bad idea. Um, this is this is what happens if you don't feed your dog, okay? This is why the ASPCA is a thing, first off. Um, so the guy who discovered it is named Bill Bartlett. And Bill Bartlett is from Shearborn, Massachusetts, the next town over. Um, actually, I think I've met a relative of him before because I remember seeing the pictures. Um, like physical, like the pictures. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that goes into my family business thing. I'll explain that another time. Um, so there were like... 17-year-old Bill Bartlett claimed that while driving on, November, on April 21st, 1977, that there had been, uh, had been a large-eyed creature with, and I quote, with tendril-like fingers and glowing <laughs> eyes on top of a broken stone wall on Farm Street in Dover. 15-year-old John Baxter reported seeing a similar creature on Miller High Road, Miller High, <laughs> Miller Hill, Miller, on Beer Road, Miller Hill Road in the same evening. 15-year-old uh, Abby uh, Bradham claimed to have seen the creature following the night on Springfield Ave. Um, so those who aren't from the area, and the only reason I know this is because I did some work over it, is that this is all in the same general vicinity. Mm -hmm. It's all within the five miles of each other. Um, I've done work, uh, is it like business work, on Miller Road, uh, Miller Hill, and I've done work on uh, uh, Springfield Ave is their main street right downtown. It's not like, like downtown, but it was a whole duration of the town. Mm -hmm. And then I have done work on the uh, original, I think I'm trying to remember, Farm Street. Farm Street, which is not actually a farm, it's all apartment complexes. Um, so the teenagers all do sketches of the alleged creature. Bartlett wrote in his sketch, I, Bill Bartlett, swear on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. And then he sent it to the Boston Globe. When is this? Like, what the year? 70s. The 70s, uh, okay. 77. Okay. Uh, but people claim to see it as early as seven. So like six years post DB, uh, six or seven. Yeah. Six, yeah. Well, this is DB Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. People claim to have seen it in 1972 as well. Um, this is the first time it was like documented. Documented. <laughs> Sends it to the Boston Globe. The location of the sightings plotted on the map, laid over in a straight line and a two-mile radius. Some suggest the creature may have been a foal or a moose calf. Uh, police told the AP that creatures reported that teens were probably nothing more than a school vacation hoax. Uh, they, in fact, were not on vacation that year, uh, mm -hmm. in 1977. I remember doing the research when I was 15. Uh, they were, in fact, not on vacation that year um, because, and this is true, at that point there was not a huge energy, energy crisis in New England. Um, the reason that in April there was a uh, spring break, and we still have spring break in April, is that the energy crisis in 78. If this happened in 77, they didn't have the energy crisis yet. Um, there were some places that were merging into it. Because it was 77, mm -hmm. they had hit. The energy crisis for the Red Wall in Fuck Ronald Reagan. But, love Ronald Reagan. <laughs> but once, either way. Once again, we're developing how to talk about electricity again. Right, exactly. <laughs> My four years as an electrician, this is all I can talk about. Um, but yeah, pretty much this is, it wasn't a real thing. Um, so they were not on vacation, and people thought that it was a cover story because of it. They're like, oh my god, the police are, are vouching for this demon. And, have you seen the TV show Lost Tapes? 
Maybe a little bit. Okay, so there were like these, like, it's obviously stage shit, mm -hmm. but they like based off of real stories. And there are like actual caves, it's called the Franklin Cave in Dover, and it's like an actual state park. You can go in and like walk through these caves. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty cool. Uh, and people are like playing scene with Dover Demon. And there are drawings of the Dover Demon in the wall. Um, not like, you know, painting like graffiti, but like actual like stone out drawings. So there's like this huge conspiracy that this thing, which really just kind of looks like, and this is going to sound very grim, but they, bear with me here. It looks like somebody like ran over your cat, thought they did a bad job and ran over it a couple more times yes. trying to make it look better. Ouch. That's kind of what it looked like. There's, there's no pleasant view of this thing. It's kind of gross looking. Mm -hmm. But... It's a real thing, in fact, um, in my opinion, because people have seen it. There are pictures of it, like legitimate like pictures. Mm -hmm. um, people haven't seen it recently. Every couple of years a year, but like, oh, you had a reported story on Farm Street in Delaware. No, it, it's no. I believe that people it's actually your go-to voice for random people. Yeah. Right, my go-to voice for random random people is this just absurdly high pitch. This, this is like my impersonating the 1940s newscaster. Hey, we go there. Hey, how's it going? 1947. Like, that's just like, I got them stuff like that. But either way, so like, I firmly believe, like, uh, that is something. Yeah. Do I believe it was a demon? No. I believe it was some kind of dog. Something, yeah. But I believe, like, it was the sightings were real to the point where I like, yeah. Also, who sends it to the Globe? Who was like, let me like record this shit. Let me, let me draw it and then mail it to the Boston Globe. What are they going to do about it? That's going to be front page of the Boston Globe in the 70s? Mm -hmm. It's Boston. Yeah. No, people were getting shot for walking out of their homes. That was the 70s had huge crime. Like that was like that. The big deal was the Dover Demon. Are you kidding me? The 40 miles from the city. That's the big deal? I guess so. What the hell is wrong with people? I don't know. I mean, well, conspiracy theories are wacky sometimes. Literally, let's say. and it was confirmed that these kids like didn't know each other. Dover has separate high schools because oh. it's such a big town, mm -hmm. um, and it's confirmed that uh, they didn't. None of these kids knew each other, and none of them like the fact that we're in within a two-mile radius. It was just weird because they like don't, you know, they didn't live with each other. Um, yeah. So is it real? What do you think? I, I would, I would agree with what you just said. Like, I think it's a real, real sighting, not. A demon, but like yes. maybe like a malnourished moose or something. Yeah, malnourished moose. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, which, which, no, English. What's really cool is that you can actually drive through these places. Mm -hmm. um, and us being from this area is really cool because, like, this is stuff that we like run around. Yeah. Um, and we're not far from it. I mean, from me, 34, 30, 40 minute drive. Mm -hmm. From you, maybe a little bit short because yeah. you're like closer to that direction. So, like, you know what we should do? Just do a podcast on the road episode. I mean, I was actually thinking about like, the way I said something. I, we're using a bit of a different setup today. Like, yeah. literally, all we need to do the podcast, all we need to do the podcast of our current setup is just for me to take this and walk somewhere. This is entirely wireless. Yes. So, like, I, mean, I have the time running on my laptop right now, so you can see that you know, we're getting up time here. Yeah. Um, make it a little shorter while we got to move on to our next thing. Got things to do today. Schedules to keep. But, like, we right. can sit in the middle of literally anywhere with this thing. Literally. And just record and it. Or just, you know, break up, just break out your phone, do a voice memo. Yep. So I end up doing it if you get like a big lot of people in the room. The voice memo, take it, I'll just go synchronize it. And that'll be the you know, we can do the podcast and we just keep doing it in here because it just works. Yeah. Alright. Sure. Well, that's the episode. Honestly. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Conspiracy Theories. A couple of friends of no class. Uh, we're gonna be moving on to our next podcast. So tune in next week for the ghost of Gerber Hall and other buildings on campus probably. We've got to fill some time. Yeah. Alright, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. See ya. Break.